Thank you for downloading this episode of the Carbon Life Pods, conversations with the creative, successful, inspired outliers. Available on Fountain App, Spotify, Apple Podcast and Anchor FM. To get involved with this show, download the Fountain App and listen to your favourite podcast through the platform, providing you, the listener, with an opportunity to engage directly with content creators. A new Fountain App feature now allows you to earn sats, which are fractions of a Bitcoin, direct to your wallet instantly just by listening. If you're looking for other ways to earn sats, it's as easy as searching and finding Coach Carbon on Linktree and then using one of the affiliate referral links. By learning about and adopting Bitcoin, you will not only be peering your head into the rabbit hole of financial curiosity, you will also be doing your part to fix the money and eventually fix the world. Until such time, whether you are working, exercising or relaxing, please enjoy this conversation and allow it to spice up your life. Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Carbon Life Pods. Today's guest is, again, someone who I haven't actually met in person and we haven't actually had a proper conversation, but um, I reached out to this person about a month ago. We've been connecting on social media via Twitter. Um, I'll go into that story in a second, but if you could just introduce yourself and let the listeners know who you are. Uh, my name is Damien Scannell. Uh, my social media reference point would be Super Dad Demo. Um, you know, what? I used to introduce myself as an ex-footballer. I don't do that no more, you know. I, I'm a father of three. Uh, um, I have a fiancé and I'm a proud owner of a coaching business where I help dads. Nice. So you, you mentioned about you used to introduce, introduce yourself as an ex-footballer. It's only recently I found out that you did play football, which is a talent sign of how you, how you prevent, present yourself on social media. So a quick backstory. I don't, again, I don't know how I found you on social media. It happens a lot now. People that I follow, we like, share each other's posts. I think, what was the actual first connection? But you've come across my feed, and for the last few months, I've been interacting, liking. And what it is, it's like um, an affinity. I can see traits, um, the positivity that you come with that I'm living, I'm trying to live in my lifestyle. And it was actually, I, I checked before you come on the call, and I'm going to play a quick clip. 4th of August, um, which was a celebration I did a podcast episode two years since I left um, my former life in construction and it was called Man in the Mirror and I've posted, I've released the episode and then I've watched your Twitter story and I'm going to play it and it was like, oh my gosh, I have to reach out. <laughs> so I'm, hope, I'm hoping the audio catches it. Oh, uh, where we go? Missing a day, the enthusiastic affirmation. Our diary is ramajam full of events that we need to attend, networking, all kind of commitments, right? When it comes to professional standards, we're through the roof, right? When it comes to personal standards, not so much. Um, a lot of us, we can't even look at the person who, who we see in the mirror. We're disappointed by that person, both physically and emotional. We have no commitment for our health, both mentally and physically. And then that has to change, man. If you want sustainable quality of life, man, you have to focus heavily on your personal standards. High from personal standards will improve your professional standards, will, will improve your professional career. So we need to improve our personal standards, man. Okay? When it comes to- Do you hear that? Do you get that? You there, Damo? You back? Yeah, it broke up a little bit there. Is that me? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it. I yeah, heard yeah. it. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, you got you back in the room. Yeah. So yeah, it was at that point. I was in. The, I think I was actually in the garden. 
And I thought, you know, what? I'm going to reach out and say, Amo, <laughs> I just want to have a conversation with you, whether or not you agree to do a podcast. I just think we we should connect because the everything you're preaching, it's not just preaching, you're living it as well. And you know, your proof of work on your story, you're always in the gym and the community that you built. And I thought, this guy is inspirational. And hence, the, the, I invited you on the podcast for yeah, people that I think can offer an insight into their lifestyle that people can, can learn from. So yeah, big, big pop for I you. I appreciate man. that. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know what? I, I even appreciate the fact that you've like the, the detail, because you know, a lot of times people are on social media and they're inspired by something, man, but they're more so inspired of their version of what they've interpreted to, interpreted it to be. Yeah. And um, I'm glad that you've interpreted it on the level that I've that tried to like deliver it on, man. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's interesting. So obviously I, I've said I've met them, um, followed you on social media. I find you totally inspiring and interesting. Can you give us a little backstory about how you got to where you are now, where you started? Okay. Um, how far do you want me to go back, Giselle? Um, however far you want to go back, I'll normally go back to childhood. Uh, but because of the football uh, story, you might, want, you might want to do it as you got into okay. football. So what I'll do is I'll give you a brief insight because I think that's quite interesting how I came into football. So and uh, what actually happened is I was playing grassroots football for a team called Downham Tavern, right? And um, with no desire to become a professional footballer, I just enjoyed playing football. So it happened that one of their games was against like a, a team that was like, a B version of the, the a non-league team. I played pretty well. At the same time, I was I had a court case, Josias. Yeah, and that, that court case, um, that that team that team that we played against were interested in me. Um, but I had a court case, and that court case made me led me to believe that there would be no point. I thought I was actually going to go to prison. So what age, what age uh, was this? Sir? This was about. 17, 18, 17, okay. 18, right? So I was playing for a team called Downham Tavern, played against a team called Maidstone. Whilst this court case was going on, the, the owner of a team called Greenwich Borough got in contact me, contact with me. His name was Sammy Mudd. He took me on, he took me under his wing. He was like a father-like figure. And he helped me out of the court case. Um, he ripped me a reference. He um he just helped me in general, right? Even financially at the point. My mum my mum then went on to pass away. He helped me. This guy took me under his wing massively, right? which inspired me to play football. I took football a little bit more serious. In the space of three to four years now, um, I ended up getting signed by Southend. Ended up having like a four and a half year professional career. Became a bit of a mercenary, dropped into non-league football. Uh, followed the money about a little bit. Um, at the age of 30, I think I was 30 or 31. 30, sorry, 29 turned 30. I had to retire from football from like the most random injury. Uh, I developed... Uh, bone in my muscle right I, 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 I got trauma in my abductor the trauma was so severe that it cal calcified and um, the operation would have been like extensive considering the level I was playing at had to retire uh, set up my own gym studio um, and from there man it, things went crazy man I was just working long hours pandemic happened had to close my gym for whatever length of time I'm pretty sure you you understand whoever's listening understands that situation uh but to be honest in regards to lifestyle it was the best thing that ever happened to me it allowed me to like re-divert my energy it, I, le I learned a lot about myself how I was committing my time my relationships with people um yeah it allowed me to re-educate myself uh, I found a really powerful mentor and then I, I kind of like just 
like diverted. What I would say before that, I was on a self-development journey, but now I've just became a little bit more laser fo- focused after the pandemic. So yeah, yeah and then and then from there, man, I've I've uh, just built on built on man. I've added the charity work to it. Um, I friggin' uh, grow my community in terms of helping fathers and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's been been quite an eventful couple of years, man. That yeah, sounds it. And I, I, you mentioned the the pandemic. I say to everyone, twenty twenty for some people was really bad, but a lot of people, I call it the year of the awakening, twenty twenty vision, because it allowed people to look at things differently, revisit, or yeah, revisit ideas that they had that they didn't have time to to look at before, and then just yeah, rebirth, we become become, yeah. become the best version of themselves. So yeah, I can see how how that worked. How that work for you? Yeah. So like for me, man, like I I would like to like this is isn't directed it's not a personal attack but i feel as though some people like they can't wait for for certain things to happen and then label them good or bad right and and i feel as though some people when they see a problem yeah and instead of using the word bad right they look to solve it to improve their situation and um yeah i I feel as though like the pandemic man was just another thing for other people to call bad to then blame you know the blame came yeah. again, you know? and and, that, and that's not a personal attack because obviously some people died during that period. A lot of people died during that period, and a lot of people had life changing kind of like issues. But for a lot of people, it was just another great reason to say, "Oh, I would be ten steps ahead if it wasn't for this damn pandemic." You know? Yeah, yeah, I just totally understand you. Um, so I want to touch upon now the name Super Dad Demo. It's, it's how I know on social media. You mentioned about um, the guy who was your um, like a father figure when you were growing up helped you out. Can you talk about how the, where the name came from? Super Dad is that? Uh, <laughs> that homage? didn't come from that. No. <laughs> so that, that that was like a. To be honest, man, that's a bit of a generalization. So what happened is, I I got to a point where I, I wanted to work with a particular niche, right? And I, I looked at everything within myself, what I want to, what I stand for, what I represent, and 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 I came up with and I would I, above everything I'd love to be a super dad you know and and I feel as though if there's any person that I want to help I would love to help a man struggling to to reach that kind of status you know yeah well you see that in your in your videos in the community when you have the, the dads in the gym Is that, what time <laughs> do you start at half, half five half five half five you know you know what Josiah yeah a lot of them a lot of people don't realize you know, some the majority of these people aren't my friends you know so like it's like initially it was just me and two other of my friends long-term friends yeah people join in based off of one possibly they're seeing the results that we get and seeing our performance but two it's energy man and and like the the, the sharing of like the sharing of like experience and then like, and the vulnerability so like don't, when people see that man sometimes we've had like 20 plus people join in it's, it's not like we've we formulated a whatsapp group and say everybody meet at this place at this time yeah I can honestly tell you, man, like I had to leave the last gym because the manager was saying that I was running. The... Yeah, he thought I was charging private, private right, sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, no, no, no. But that just is a testament. Obviously, you've created an environment, whether it's two or three people, it's positive. They've then spread the message. People have seen it and want to join. The, you've created the network effect. But if it was negative, you you would attract some people, but you're attracting the right people. And people then are attracted to people for the right reasons. Yeah, 100%. I, I think for us as like health, fitness and health professionals, man, I think the, the first thing we've got to realise is ser- we've got to serve, right? And we've got to serve from a place of like zero expectations, man. Like we, we I feel as though when I first started training and coaching, right, 
I, I felt as though people should do as I say, right? And, and I felt as though it used to annoy me when people never got results. I'm like, you want to do it? You want results? Why don't you do it? <laughs> yeah, and I felt like I wasn't serving them. Now, I serve from a lot deeper level, man. I appreciate that each person walking through the door or each person that contacts me, man, is coming from a real vulnerable place, man. That weight gain is probably the result of trauma or of childhood or, or pre-existing presumptions of what they should or shouldn't be, you know, culture, society, but... So now when I serve, man, I serve from a very vulnerable place. And man, like what like fitness, fitness and, and nutrition is like very superficial. So when, when I when I my energy, my energy is very authentic. I'm like, look, man, I, let's, let's just fucking train that, like, you know, like that. Or let's I'm sorry, am I I'm allowed to say? That's know? fine, that's fine. <laughs> does, does that make sense though? Just like Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. I, yeah. And I appreciate that sometimes that training is that is not necessarily uh, uh directly correlated to trying to get a physical result sometimes people are training because their partners freaking annoying them or their children you know like and stuff for like the, that for yeah. the mind as well isn't it for the mind man. And, and and as a coach you must have come to terms with the fact that if, you, if you're not tuning into someone's mind man they get all the results in the world they're always going to go back to square a or square one whatever you're going to call it yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, let's talk about family. You've got a young family. You you said you're in the car now to get a bit of peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I see lots of videos. Your your kids, your kids training. Um, yeah. What's your What's your take on that? Um, my family, man. I look, you see the pandemic, right? And um, the the pandemic. If there was like a one of the main kind of like takeaways right when I was work running in the studio I was working from my, my this alarm was 3 45 a.m uh, albeit I was my own boss or self-employed whatever you want to call it yeah and I would have a lot of sporadic hours where I could sleep and nap and do what I need to do throughout the day I'd normally get home anytime after half eight nine thirty right that's an 18 hour day sometimes you know the pandemic brought me to the realization I remember the first couple of weeks the conversations I was having with my um, seven-year-old boy I was like whoa 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 like I, I don't think I know you too well you know and I remember like me calling my my child a mummy's boy yeah but rightly so you don't really have the same bond because I'm never in the house and I think I used to glorify that and I, I thought that there was like a presupposition that that was what men were meant to do but you know? besides society makes it makes us feel that way that yeah you should be out of the house you've been working long hours and for my uh, time in construction, it was like, yeah, a badge to wear if you stayed in the office late or if you were the first one in. Yeah, and, and I'm embarrassed, you know, you know, like there's a bit when I when I that that particular period, it hurt me, you know, Josiah. You know why? Because I was like, here's me playing Billy Big Bollocks, like super dad of the year, you know, like and and fit, but really it's just fitness and health I was focusing on, you know, that the entire so and let me and health in a very like very vague and like it, it not in its entirety health not in, and I'm not talking about well-being I'm just talking about health like nutrition and exercise balance and mobility right but when I was talking about health like for me like a healthy father is someone that has a strong relationship with his child you know and 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 like puts his child to bed and 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 like has a has a has a back and forth with his child about his daily engagement and I didn't do that I didn't do it and I did it and when I did it, it was like very much like on a like one tempo level on a Saturday morning. How school been this week? Cool, right? Mm. What do you want to do today? Like, like I'm watching the movies, you know. Right. <laughs> so the pandemic brought the pandemic brought that to me, and um, 
I promise you, man, I give you, I'd rather die than go back to like that that way because you're like a coward's way of like succeeding. Now, for me, that please don't no one find that as an attack. That's my way. Now, man, I want my time to be with my children. And I want my children, if I exercise, I want my children to, to understand why I'm exercising. And if I work, I want my children to understand why I'm working. And I want them to take part of it. And I want them to be able to come to the to the, the places where I work with me. And, and I appreciate that people don't want to do that, that, that don't want to do that. But for me, bro, man, never again, never again would I have you got, you got to do, do what's right for you. And I actually, I actually quoted your tweet. It must have been two days ago. A friend of mine, he's just been made redundant, reached out um, and he was talking about looking for a new job. There's one that was quite far away, but better money than what we've done before. And your tweet a couple of days ago was about just because you bring in the big butts doesn't make you a good dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as if I could, if I could, I know I'm waffling on about this topic here, but this is a really no, big thing. No, carry on, carry on. Yeah. So, listen, man, to anybody listening, yeah, if I, if I could say, as much as I'm very much deemed a health and fitness professional, there's one kind of thing I'm trying to do within the niche that I work with is kind of like reframe what we, what we deem as like a successful man in correspondence to fatherhood. You know, like, I feel as though we've missed the trick, right, in regards to like, leadership in regards to leadership and and we've been like missold based around consumer consumerism and i don't want to jump on the whole capitalism kind of hype but <laughs> no been, please do please do <laughs> yeah yeah but we've been sold on it yeah because now because it was in the idea like, like we've become brilliant cons- fathers in the consumer aspect yeah our children wear fantastic clothes man unbelievable clothes yeah but in, reg- in regards to direct leadership what, what we need like man uh, fucking how can how can a father glorify a healthy bank but an unhealthy body? Mm. And what and where the fuck did we absorb that? Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Do you know? I know. I, I speak to fathers. So I coach fathers intimately. I speak to fathers that wouldn't swear in front of their kids, yeah, but feed their kids shit. So think about that on a psychological <laughs> psychological level. Think yeah. about that on a psychological level. Where we need to unlearn that. So if there's one thing that I feel w- what I would like to contribute to to my particular niche is is reshuffling the pack on that. And I'm like, where 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 is this whole idea of like that type of leadership come from? Does, does that make sense, Josiah? Yeah, yeah. I love again. I think I'm going to I'm going to put my tin hat on now, and I say it to my friends and family, it's designed that way by in society for us to leave certain things to go down certain routes because it makes people's life above easier. People might dismiss that if they everyone's got free will, but the things we are fed on TV, films, everywhere around us on social media is leading us down certain avenues. And for for myself, and obviously definitely definitely what you're doing, it is creating a different narrative, creating environments for people to come together and talk. And again, I always say I may not be speaking that I'm not saying not speaking true. I'm not going to be speaking what you think. You might think I'm a, I'm a madman, a crazy man, but just have a listen. Let's have a conversation. And then you might say something that actually I haven't thought about that way, but let's have a dialogue and let's not just listen to the narrative that will be fed and take the gospel. Yeah, I preach, man, preach. I, I, I think one of, the, one of, the, uh, one of the, the foundations to moving forward in that manner is like educating our children on like discipline, you know, like the importance of discipline. And because discipline allows you to have less, you know, and, 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 and keep your integrity intact. And I think where we're in such a more based society, right? People sacrifice more popular people sacrifice their integrity for more, right? And and no wonder there's a problem with mental health. People are sacrificing their mental health for, I don't know, uh, uh, the ability to to fly out to Vegas, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but 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 
I, I also appreciate what you said that when a system design, whether it be deliberately or not, is now in a position where it pumps that out. It pumps that out. I, I just want to be. I just want to be the the the, the person that kind of like gives you an option. Exactly. I know when people would so say the things that I do now, people look at me. First of all, they say, "What are you getting out of it?" I'm like, well, I want to help people, and if I get rewarded, whether it's financially, it could be emotionally, there's lots of ways you can be rewarded. It's not always money, and that's a, that's a hard take for people to think about. Um, especially have conversations with my wife as well. All that time you're giving, you're giving up for people, but yeah, but my reward will come in the future, and it might not be money; it might be something else. It might be a connection or a network, but. Um, the point I was going to make, uh, yeah, talking about like role models, father figures. So I had a strong, two strong father figures growing up, my two uncles. And just before, just after my son was born, my uncle had some new jeans on. I said, Where are they from? He said, Anster. And I said, laughing, Who buys jeans from Anster? He went, Dad's. And it wasn't until just after my son was born, and now I'm older now, I appreciate that, that, that what he meant, the sentiment. It wasn't that I like, Oh, I buy cheap jeans. It's no, I and it comes down to what understanding what money is, time and value. I don't need to yeah. buy Armani jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, they, they might look good. They might have a little badge on, but ten pound jeans from Asda do a job. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. That, that, even, even that man. I think it's very difficult to like, and that's scaled. You know why that's scaled? Because I feel as though the generation before us served the purpose. You know, as, as men, and I think it's it's our job not only to like teach discipline but also for me is to like make sure that the next generation understand what quality is you know because like in regards to food lifestyle I feel as though people are like where it matters sometimes very like lenient in regards to quality and and obviously the the regime's reference isn't the one I'm playing on here but just in general man so I'll give you an example I I reached out to a a guy that I'd been working for, for for about six months here and then uh, I was just talking to him, he was catching up, he was catching up, and he he was bragging to me about he, how he'd found this eating pattern, which was low calorie, yeah, and it was cheap, yeah, and he, he's a professional, <laughs> he's earning good money, he's earning good money, yeah, and I was like, I was like, because uh, of the relationship, I was like, listen, like, you don't brag about, like, cheap clothes, like, you don't brag about cheap clothes, like, like, but you're, you're bragging to me about cheap shit food, Cheap shit food that, that there's, helps a, there's you a reason lose why it would be cheap. <laughs> exactly. So, 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 like for me, even that, right, is something that I had to unlearn is that, like, like there is there is a reason why there's quality, you know, like that. And, and, and there's a reason why you should really, like, really source it when, when there's, when there's the, the, the nutritious apple at the top of the tree. You, you, you try your hardest to bypass the first branch. You want to go to this top, you know, like, you know, like that. But, but the problem is there's too many of us fighting over the lowest hanging apples, right? So on that note, then, so we talk about the, the quality and value, we have to attribute and how, where we spend our money then tells the world what, what we hold value. So, yeah, you might buy cheap clothes because you're thinking, actually, I'm just wearing it to the shops or wearing it around the house. But when it comes to food that, that you're putting in your body, actually, I'm going to go for the highest quality. But... Each person has to decide what levels, what 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 levels of value they're attributing to each every every item. So that that's also mine and your job as professional fitness professionals yeah, is to to shed light on that. Whereas, like, I don't think it's our just our duty and our responsibility to like say this is how you squat. You know, yeah. I, th- I think I think in today's kind of like, I think it's undermining to the individual on the other side to think that they couldn't go on YouTube or whatever, right? But I think it's our job, like, to like 
unlearn like these these kind of like societal expectations of how to eat man it's very it's very it's very much like embedded in our culture you know to like eat cheap and dress expensive you know and, and, then, and then and then and then we have to realize that ultimately when you eat healthy and you're operating at a higher standard you earn more money to buy better clothes anyway and knock on the know. Yeah. yeah yeah so, so like it's the compound interest of 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 um of investing in yourself you know and at the very core the very core of investing in oneself is health right <laughs> definitely definitely um so with everything you're doing now you're you're, you're coaching of the you've recently spoke about young players that you're helping in the professional game can you yeah. talk about your 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 time in the game and what you're trying to then bring back or offer to young people now Okay, let me do. Um, I've got uh, so I'm I'm heavy on the mindset stuff, man. I've just been qualified as an NLP practitioner. Yeah, congratulations! Today, well done. <laughs> uh, I'm furthering. I'm furthering the education. This is just some foundation stuff, and I'm delivering a mindset um, uh, workshop to a professional club at the beginning of December. But what I want to do is I want to arm. I want to arm young players who came from similar backgrounds as myself with the with the mental arsenal to not just get into football, man, but like to, to, to survive in a, in a, in a premium or in a, in a, in a top level environment, because that's the thing I struggled with. You see, like my skill set necessarily wasn't my problem or, or, although I believe, yeah, but my attitude, my beliefs, how I viewed the world was a problem, you know, because, you know, what the higher you go up, man, like normality is like disregarded more and more so. So mediocrity, you know, like nah, it don't matter. You can we can all do that, right? So it requires a, a higher or heightened level of like thinking and attitude, yeah, to then develop the skills that are respected. And I didn't have that. I didn't have that. So for me, man, like teaching children or younger young men or or young sports people how to like be specialists I didn't know about being a specialist I was a generalist teaching them how to be an expert like teaching them about the difference between focusing on hard work than just working hard like so so so, so these kind of things man I'm trying to I'm trying to arm kids who don't have the role models or the people in front of them who who who, who expose them to them them kind of like uh approaches yeah and what I love about that is you mentioned it this is for football, yeah, but it's interoperable skills. Those skills that you learn trying to be a professional footballer at the highest level, if you don't make it, because a lot of people don't, you can then transfer it into other walks of life. Well, that, that, that's what it is, you know, you know, it's all depending, man. It's, it's all dependent on how fast it wants to go. Like to achieve mediocrity, no, no disrespect. I get a lot of people that say, oh, what's wrong with wanting to be normal? There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong, right? There's nothing wrong. But I, what I'm trying to say, if you, if you desire more, what happens is you have to become more like specialized and more specialized because the demand for you needs to be higher. That's how you get paid more, right? Yeah. And the more general you are, you're, the, what you rely on, if you want to get paid a lot to be in general, you want to be popular. And, and wanting to be popular often, often like falls into like gimmicky kind of strategies. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is to these young boys is like, listen you want to go and be a dentist right you want to be you want to be a dentist that only delivers a certain type of operation and they fly you into germany and 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 you're operating on 
I don't know, like Little Wayne's Grills. Or something, you know, like, <laughs> know. random, yeah, random. But that, you get the kind of theme that I'm going. I'm like, I'm saying, yeah. but but the good thing with that, Josiah, is even if you don't make it to the top of your field, right? You're gonna surpass normality. You're gonna surpass mediocrity, yeah. And it puts you in a in a in a demand where you're getting the calls rather than running around chasing people. I love what you're saying, and I'm gonna repeat a story. I think I said it on another pod. And we were young um, YTs at Oxford, and we had a um, psychologist came in, and she was talking about expectations. And our goalkeeper was there. She said, within the group, she said, for example, if you played Man United, you would say I would let in five goals. And I was like, no. He says he lets in no goal. He wants to keep a clean sheet. That's his standards. You're like, no, no, but it's realistic. And it got so bad that I got pulled out and got um, uh, talking to one of my coach afterwards saying I, I messed the session. I'm like, no, I'm not having that. I'm not having someone say my goalkeeper's standard should be to let in only two goals. His standard should be zero. If he lets in two goals, it might happen, but his standards should be up there. And as you're saying, you're, you're becoming a specialist. You want to reach that top pinnacle. But if you don't make it, they say if you reach for the moon, if you miss, you'll be amongst the stars. If you don't make it to the top, you are still in that top bracket. Yeah, and it's the skill set. You is like the skill set that is a lot of people don't have it. Like you're teaching, it's learned behaviors for science. It's learned. It's not like like it's not some people think it's like excellence is innate. Like you know, like LeBron, Messi, and that. Like like they just didn't work for it. Yeah, like it's it's, it's like a skill set you have to learn. That, okay, if you want to be a footballer, if you want to be a footballer, man. Are you going to be a free kick taker? If you become the top 5% free kick takers in the UK, you're going to be on 100 grand a week. You know, <laughs> you know or if you come 10 set, you, but if you just focus on being a generalist that someone's okay at free kicks and okay at heading, you're going to play non league with me. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> I always say that the, the non league is littered with players that, yeah, could have made it or should have made it for whatever reason. But if you can knuckle down and say, okay, be a specialist in this avenue. You're going to give yourself a, a better chance. Be be super fit. Be super good at heading. Be super good at something. You know, if you're just a generalist, man, you're going to get paid like a generalist. Generalist. So yeah. So in reference, that's what I try. I want to teach these these young men that like it's a skill. Yeah. And the reason why I want to go into clubs is because clubs tend to have the time to work on these young men or these young sports people for their own benefit, right? But yeah. They normally leave babies, man. They normally leave babies and they're like, I've, I've dealt with like, I coach a lot of ex-pros and a lot of ex-non-league players and they're big babies, man. They don't have skills, man. It's like they need commands all the time, you know, like to, to execute, you know, and obviously teaching them that skills allows them to become self-sufficient as well. I can't remember who it was. It was an old ex-Liverpool player many moons ago. He spoke about when he left the game and he'd never made a doctor's appointment in his life. So yeah, even basic skills like that. <laughs> That just pass people yeah, by yeah. because they looked after, as you say, look, they come out as male as adult babies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's and it, and, I, and I think it's like again, as fitness and health professionals, is like not to get too obsessed. I mean, well, good. I don't know. You froze on my screen, and then same here. Yeah. So you you uh, cut off when you said about not getting too hung up. Fitness instructors, not or fitness professionals, not getting hung up. Yeah, I think fitness professionals is very easy for us to get like very one-dimensional and like and 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 follow the status quo of like just focusing on exercise and uh nutrition and and the same could be said for helping young sportsmen just focusing on kicking the ball or yeah and when really like the main kind of way we can um, help them and develop them is like like arming them with the skills to use themselves 
you know. So it kind of it's, it's, it's a lifestyle, isn't it? It's for me, it's habits. So yeah, just it's not just about kicking the ball. It's not just about running around being fit. It's about what habits are you taking into your daily life. Do you, have you read Atomic Habits? I have it. A friend of mine gave it to me. It's on one of the lists. I was on the list of books to read. But yeah, I, I am aware of it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I would advise you to read Atomic Habits, right? And um, yeah, Atomic Habits is probably like the standout one that I've read recently in regards to that, what you just said there. As a reference, actually, someone who I had a friend of mine um, did a podcast with early on. She actually recommended it to me. She's the one that bought it. And it's in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes again, and it's a sign that I then need to need to read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a few. There's like there's another one I just read recently. Just to just to finish off that is um, who you are is what you do, right? Okay. This book, I'd, please get it. Uh, I'll, I'll WhatsApp WhatsApp it across to you. It's really powerful. It's it's another thing that like a lot of these these like young professionals or people on the fitness health journey like they realize that results are defined by the detail your actions like like results people are looking for very much like an epiphany you know oh it was protein why i lost weight you know oh the reason it's that manager that's why i was good right when really it's the detail in your day the the structure the the moment you brush your teeth then you mobilize then you meal prep then you yeah so who you are is what you do you want to be a unbelievable sports person it's what you do with every moment of your day you want to lose weight it's what you do every moment of your day it's not it's not that yeah that. <laughs> yeah. yeah as i said yeah the, the habits that become your lifestyle and then you end up you don't even think about it it just becomes yeah. normal conscious becomes subconscious right yeah. i like that i like that i'm gonna put yeah. that in the, a quote in the notes as well <laughs> <laughs> so um are you able to discuss then any projects you're working on in the future you spoke about going into clubs in december your, your your qualification now yeah so what what the, the big thing for me is right is to start working with like with clubs organizations that that recognize that like they could benefit from like a shift in mentality towards like attitude mm. attitude towards personal development right because even a lot of these kind of like personal development self-help books and attitude kind of shifting books right they, it's very theoretical right yeah, so they, yeah they don't work if you just read it and put it on the back on the shelf you have to put it into yeah, action yeah. <laughs> yeah so you need to put things into action right so um yeah i want i want to start working in that capacity even working with dads directly i like i want to um work in regards to workshops and showing people what action looks like like we don't talk about things like bravery like it's such a it's like such a like word that's associated with disney films like the 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 warrior was brave you know like that yeah but for me like bravery is like the one of the turning points to 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 transition in your life you have to be brave enough to change who you are you have to be you have to say just size you have to go into your wife and say babe I don't want to do that no more. Mm. That that requires a level of bravery. And for me, when I coach people, I, I make people practice bravery, practice it daily. And and in the in the minute, what I mean by the minute, you do not have to go into your wife and say, "I'm leaving you. I'm going to play football in America." Right? <laughs> like that, that's stupidity. There's bravery and stupidity, right? But I'm saying to you in regards to being more challenging, being more confrontational, being more honest. But it goes out to the point you made in the the, the clip I played. Well. 
talking to yourself in the mirror, looking in the mirror and having that conversation with yourself. Of course, challenging my friends. You know, I, until I was 30 years old, I never had a challenging conversation with my friends. I had confrontational. So that was on a result of a reactionary situation where we had a disagreement. But I wouldn't go into the room and say like, you haven't, or you haven't done this. You said you was going to lose weight. You're, you've put on a lot of weight recently. And, and obviously I'm speaking in a very direct form of communication. It doesn't have to be delivered like this, but challenging my friends or saying like, you, 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 like you've been, you haven't been the nicest person to your partner. I don't, I feel like, you, I feel like you're disrespectful. To and, I, and I did that. You know why? Because I was a coward because I fought it. Yeah. I fought it. I fought it. So practicing bravery is a big thing. And I think men should do that. And, and I think men believe that confrontation is like their way of doing it. But you can do that on such a more positive, progressive level, brother. I could turn around to you afterwards and say, Josias, look, man, uh, I've been on other podcasts. Here's three re- things that I think you should do to improve your podcast. Yeah. Or I could turn around and go on Twitter and say, my man was shit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. again having those standards, holding people to account, but then reciprocating it because then exactly. you then hope that your friends, your your circle of friends, if they're not, if you're not up to up to standards, they're going to pull you up. Yeah, and then that's where bravery comes into it. And and it, people might people might not see that as bravery, but it is because you see even entering into relationships that communicate and there's a feedback loop. Yeah, it's it it, it, it for the man that doesn't like criticism and and and, and the man that and the man that's not brave enough to give it. He shouldn't go into that relationship because it's going to seem toxic. It's going to seem toxic. But if we are both trusting and loving and communicating and we're both brave enough to accept and give criticism, yeah, it's a powerful thing. It's how you move forward. It's the only way to move forward, to create a feedback loop where you both give and receive, like, pure criticism, you know, pure, you know. And and, and also being able to say, I think you're wrong, you know. Um, so, yeah, I want to I want to do that. I want to I want to enter. I want to I want to bring that forward to you know, the organizations I work with, the companies, the dads I coach, I want to show, yes, man, and people see Damien as this guy that does a lot of fitness stuff and stuff like that, yeah, but you can't even get near that, right, sustainably, if you don't address these kind of conversations. I know people, sorry to waffle on you again, yeah, I know people that tell me they want to stop drinking, but they're like, ah, but my friends expect me to drink. I'm like, tell them, they're saying, uh, but I'm the life and store of the party. Tell them, ah oh, man, I've been I've known him since I'm 19. Well, fucking stay the same then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I appreciate what you're saying. And I sometimes I'm not saying in that situation when I'm having a conversation with people, I have to be mindful that it's difficult for some people. So that for me, I could I did I think about a year and a half and started no no alcohol. I think one Christmas just went too mad. I thought, you know what, I can do a whole year of it. But it's only meant to be January, and it was a year, and then after the year, like, I'm gonna carry on. But again, there were situations where people were like, go on, go on. But I see myself as stronger. No, I don't want to. But I appreciate it. There are people in the situation that would buckle. And so if someone would say to me, oh, yeah, I gave in. I'd be like, yeah, but don't. It's, but it's easy to say don't, but you have to appreciate where they are in their mindset. Because if they're not right in the mindset, then it's yeah. going to be... Difficult. So we have to practice it. You know, mm. when you, you like, it's like going to the gym, running 5K, yeah, cool. You're going to get injured, something's going to break down. But can we do 500 meters? You can practice it. Uh, I've, got, I've got a coach, I've got two coaches. One of my coaches, I had a relationship issues, right? My coach um, said to me, man, bro, it annoyed me when he said it. He was like, hug your missus in the morning, hug your missus in the evening. I'm like, what the fuck, you think it's a fucking Disney movie, bro? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I know, but he was embedding the fact that I had to like start the day on a positive and finish it on a positive, yeah? 
it makes sense. It makes perfect sense because despite what we've been through, I committed to that I would hug her at 9 p.m. You know, so it, it sounds real silly and stuff here, but yeah, like, like it's the same as what I'm saying, you know, like be brave, man. The, the message a friend and say, uh, I'm going to stop drinking for the next six months. You know, message him. That's what he says. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Um, I want to touch now on the, the charity. You mentioned at the start you do, you do charity stuff. Um, the team, the, the Super Dad team. Yeah. You still got, still got it in the legs? Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I've got better. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, we, um, yeah, so we've, uh, man, we've done something fantastic. Part, pandemic started off again, raising money for charity. Got, we raised, I think one Christmas we've done 50 hampers for um, a local school, local free schools, underprivileged schools. Um, oh, sorry, underprivileged children in the schools. And then um, it just went wild from there, man. We've done e-tablets after that. You know, the pandemic, kids didn't have access to e-learning. We got them tablets, um, clothes, shopping. Uh, we done a, there's a hospice that caters for uh, terminally ill young children, you know, the ones that we, we've done all that kind of stuff. We've managed to raise over £20,000. The biggest feat that we've done, we've done a 50k walk in Hyde Park this year. 30 people, my missus, who runs a mum's community, they joined in, so there's about 15 men, 15 women, we raised over 8k. Uh, we ran a summer school, bro, that's one of my proudest projects to date, crazy. We ran a summer school for underprivileged ki kids, and it was for four weeks, every day, delivering maths, English, and science, no, sorry, just maths and English, change, it was meant to be science. Right? That's one of my craziest projects we've done, um, Bro, we done, we sponsored young athletes. A boy today who we sponsored, partially sponsored, just won the under 18s kickboxing um, world championship. <laughs> I'm about, I'm gonna post about that. You, you see, when I, man, it's my purpose, man. It, it gets me giddy. I want to see, you know, like that's what see I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> changing the world. I'm talking about. <laughs> I just want to make a point on that as well because as you were talking about your wife and in the mom's group, it took me back to another post you did. And it resonated at the time as well. I think I actually shared it with my wife. Um, I don't know how long ago it was. You said you said we shared a picture about you and your wife at a stand at an event. And I think you say oh, two, yeah. only two or three people came. Was that right? Something oh, like that. God, yeah. Madness, madness, bro. Ridiculous. Yeah. I, I preach that to people all the time. The perseverance of stuff that I do. And again, I'll be open and say sometimes I've been the only one there. But yeah. my my reason that when I say to people, but I, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I attended. If I didn't there, I'm going to miss 100% of the opportunities. Because I'm there, I'm open to opportunities. Yeah. So hearing your story where you are now and seeing what <laughs> close to where you were, yeah, incredible. Well done. But yeah, it's, thank it's, it's, it's you know, per perseverance. Huh? Well, my missus was pregnant in that picture, you know? Okay. I think we argued in the morning talking about, is this worth it? You know, I think we had a hug, you know? Yeah, yeah, we've been yeah, there. You been know? there. <laughs> I think that same day in a car, during that picture, we stand at Mayday Hospital, I think we argued. I think we didn't, we didn't, no one didn't sign up to our gym. I just rem I remember that period, you know, but not, not to say there wasn't any questions of doubt, but yeah, I actually remember that period, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all, all of that makes this more, so much more worthwhile because I, I appreciate that, like, that, that, all that small deal, you know, when being standing there, my feet are hurting me, putting on a fake smile saying, do you fancy signing up to Simply Fitness UK? And the person just walking past and like, fucking idiot. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> but, but it teaches you a life skill, which I'm grateful for because I never really had before. But it's just like you put yourself out there and you, uh, what's the word? Rejection. So I don't enjoy re rejection, but it doesn't kill me. So 
if I get rejected, like, okay, what if I dump back? Next one, next one, move on to the next thing. Yeah. But, who, but who are we? Who, but who are we to not get rejected anyway? Who are we? You exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so, so on, a, on, on like an impersonal level, I, I, I walk past a number of services a day that put their hand out to me and I said, bro, I ain't got fucking time for you. I'm on my WhatsApp, you know? So like, it's only because, again, of like this like kind of perception of rejection, failure, you know, work without direct results. The perception of it is, no, what? You're meant to be rich straight away. You just get up and stand up. You're meant to be talented. You know, like that kind of stuff. You're meant to be skilled. If you ain't making money, you're not skilled, man. But we live in a, we're in an industry which is saturated is an understatement. Saturated is an understatement. There are high earning corporate professionals who are PTs on the side. <laughs> you know, like that. So, so for me to, to get in my feelings because John walked past me while he's at work, fucking, who's on his phone to his missus, yeah, yeah. Is, is really, really, like, is really, like, small-minded. But, yeah, man, it, it, like you said, man, it's all part of the process, man, and I love it. I love it now. I, lo- I love it because I see, I'm like, like I, just, I just see it limitless. I don't know where I could go. You know, I think yeah. it's in my hands. Yeah, I love, I love, see, again, watching you now, seeing the passion, the smile on your face, it's about <laughs> trusting the process, proof of work, and just, yeah, believing in yourself. Yeah. Then you say, yeah. then you say it's limit, limitless. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, brother. So, um, first, I'm going to say thank you for your time because, again, I just reached out randomly and you said you're going to have a listen to the podcast I sent you, The Man in the Mirror, and then you've agreed to come on. So, I appreciate your time. Um, I'm going to ask you the question I ask everyone, the final question. Um, if you had a time machine, you can go back to the school gates when you left school at 16. What one bit of advice would you give yourself? Mm, oh. You should have sent me this via WhatsApp before. <laughs> so <laughs> I do. I like to catch people off guard. I'm gonna make you think on the spot. <laughs> um, I'd say appreciate the time with your dad. Okay. Yeah. My dad passed away. My dad died when I was 29, but after the age of like 19, our relationship was like deteriorated and largely on my behalf. Uh, he was an alcoholic and stuff, but. Yeah, I um, I I look back, man. Listen, I'm I'm here, so I wouldn't want to change nothing. I fucking want to go for it, all. you know, yeah. like that. I want to go for it. All. <laughs> all, all I all I'd like is my 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 dad went through a lot of pain, and I viewed it as him being selfish, but I didn't I didn't see his trauma. So I look back and I think I should. I just like to support him a little bit more, you know. Okay. Hey, a couple of things on that then. So again, appreciating every moment because you never know when if it's your last or the person's last. So. I always, my mom always taught me never go to bed on an argument, that sort of thing. So yeah, appreciate every moment. But also, you mentioned about your, your father's trauma that you didn't appreciate at the time. We all have to, and it's difficult to do sometimes, put ourselves in other people's shoes. And we might not always appreciate what they're going through because we haven't had the same experiences. But I'm going to mention it again. I do it most podcasts. Russell Brand, The Cat Can't Dismiss the Internet. Have you heard that one before? No, no, no. So I'm going to explain it again. People who listen regularly are going to think, oh, he's saying it again. So Russell Brand talking about his cat. The cat goes out. He feeds them. The cat goes out in the day, comes back. When Russell Brand's at the laptop, when the cat sat on the lap, the the cat doesn't see the internet that he conversed with people across the world. But the cat can't say the internet doesn't exist. So when people have issues and problems or what they're going through or their beliefs, you can't say, no, you're wrong. Because you haven't lived their experiences. You haven't been where they've been. You don't. Just because yeah. you can't see and understand it, it doesn't mean yeah. it's not real for them. So I always try and have that in the back of my mind when I'm conversing with people and like vice versa. I say to them, well, this is how I feel from my experiences. Yeah. 
you take it for what it is. You might not agree with it ever, but please just listen and try to understand. And I will do the same with you. And that's again, it is, it is. And it's easy to say, it's easier said than done. But I think if more people did it, uh, the world would be um, a slightly better place. <laughs> yeah. When I, when, I, when I think back to that and related to my scenario, I just, I just like my dad to know that, like, I feel as though there was a point where I made it feel as though I wasn't there for him. I'd like him to know that. I was I, I I was there for him like unconditionally. So that that's what I mean by that. So yeah, that's a strong that's a strong uh, statement that you made, and it and it's very relevant relative. Well, thank you for that that answer. Very very deep. But um, I'm being honest. Um, we well, saw you being honest. Appreciate that. And again, thanks a lot for your time. Um, I mentioned about the the football. Uh, you said you you feel like you're better now. I've started playing back recently. I've played a little stick inside with my son and his friend, and I'm on the pitch thinking. I could do, I could do a bit. And then the next day, my <laughs> knee was, my knee was swollen. I was in a knee break. So like, maybe not. <laughs> you know, um, I feel as though like the brain, the brain, because we, we're probably like inside the like spectrum of still being able to physically meet certain demands, yeah. So like having the like IQ there and like wanting to use it more when you're young, you don't want to use it. You want to use your attributes, like your physical attributes, yeah. But you can't beat youth, man. You see youth, like the tenacity in it. Yeah, like, like the recovery and stuff like that, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm chatting shit. I'm not better than man. I'm just, I'm just super. I'm I think super we, we enjoy it more. I think we enjoy it more when you appreciate it more. I think that's it. That's yeah, it. And I, I'm a fowler. I'm competitive. You see me? I'm competitive, yeah. And and now that I know that I'm not as fast as that, it's like it's more fitting towards the style of play. So I can just foul. <laughs> Well, hopefully in the future we we can cross paths, meet in person, and work together on something. But I'll be definitely following your your journey. I'll put all your links in the show notes and everything for people to follow you and watch out what you're doing. But again, right. appreciate everything that you're doing for your your community. I love what you're doing and very inspirational. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening. Take care. Yeah, Bye. Conscious becomes subconscious. Let's really think about that and take time to think about the habits that we can implement daily to make our lives better. And yes, I'm talking to you dads out there. We have a duty to our family, to our children, to set an example, lead by example. And this chat with Superdad Demo, if that didn't get you inspired, then I don't know what will. But um, check out the show notes, follow Superdad Demo on Twitter, Instagram, check out the YouTube page. Hopefully we can catch up in the future, do a workout or perhaps play a game. Um, But until then, Hope you enjoyed this episode and remember, variety is the spice of life.